Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Exurga Deus Dissipan Turi Nemici Eus et Fugiankio Derunteo Mafache Eus. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. Nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Archangel, defende nos in proelio. Contra nequitiamit insidias, diaboli est opra insidium. Imperatili Deus supplicas opracamur, duque princeps militae calestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignos, que ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum detrude. Amen. Cor Iesu Sacratissimo miserere nobis, Mater Dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Beatis Caralusa Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine ostende facem tuum et salvi animus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, so... <clears throat> it's Monday. We're coming up on a first Saturday. The best we can tell, because none of us are in heaven... The Holy Father appears to have done his part. So now it's our turn. It's our turn to do what Our Lady of Fatima asked. And so the first thing we got to do is we got to start talking about Fatima, the thing that happened, the reason why the consecration was so important. Because I know I'm going to go into work on, well, tomorrow, and they're going to ask, what was the big deal? And the smart money for me would be to say, well, there was this thing that happened 100 years ago that 70,000 people plus witnessed. And it was life-changing for everybody involved. And then I can tell them about Our Lady. And I can tell them about how she appeared just outside of Mexico City and how she appeared in La Salette and how she appeared in Quito, Ecuador and how she appeared at Nak and Hida and Akita and Kibejo. 
and I can tell them how uniformly across the board she came time and time again telling us to make penance, to make reparation, and to pray. To consecrate ourselves to the sacred heart of Jesus, to consecrate ourselves to her immaculate heart, to consecrate ourselves to the service of Almighty God. I can tell them about the event, and I can point them to the Wikipedia article. And I can actually point them to the Wikipedia article, because the Wikipedia article actually has photographs that were taken in the yearbook that has all of the photographs and the explanation of everything that happened that day from the Portuguese archives so that they can see the photographs and they can see and read. I mean, granted, they'll have to like copy and paste in something and then translate it in Google or something like that because it is all written in Portuguese. But they'll be able to see the documentation of this miraculous event. They'll be able to read the description. I can point them to the YouTube videos where the priests go in depth and they talk about it. I can point them to the Fatima Center where they, where they break it down in detail. I can point them to these places so that they can know that this thing happened. That it didn't just happen. But that there were predictions that came true. That there's a storyline and a plot line. And, there's, and there is actually integrated into it a story where the Catholic Church turned away from its responsibilities. Not just the, not just the hierarchy, but the laity as well. Because remember, remember that it was under pressure from lay people and non-Catholics. That is the reason why this did not come to pass under Pius XII, under Pius XI, under Pius, or excuse me, under John Paul II. And I can point them to that event and I can show them what happens when you disobey. And I can talk about the errors of Russia being materialism and communism. I can talk about the errors of Russia as we understand them today in the total assault on the family. Because Our Lady did also mention that the final battle would be an attack on the family. And if they are Catholic, I can invite them to make reparation. And if they're not Catholic, I can invite them to become Catholic. Because these things happened. They didn't just happen, but these predictions came true. And I can show them that Our Lady actually cares. And when they ask, well, isn't it idolatry to follow the Virgin Mary? And I can point to the fact that in the Hebrew culture, the Israelites, because the king would oftentimes have many wives, the idea that Mary is the queen of both heaven and earth is because Christ is the king and she is his mother. And that everything that she does is for the fulfillment of the will of God because she's daughter of the Father, bride of the Holy Ghost, and mother to the Son. And when they ask about St. Joseph, I can, tell, I can tell them his story. That he is far more than just somebody who was quiet and obedient. 
that this was the man who taught our Lord the trade of carpentry. I can tell them about how St. Joseph was a carpenter who, who mostly made oak, or oak, yoke for oxen. And that was how he, and that he plied his trade, and that he would have taught Christ all of those things. And if I have time to remember it, I can even tell, I can even recommend to them that as Mary watched, because we all know in the Gospels she watched him carry his cross, that perhaps because Christ was both fully human and fully God, his fully human essence may have made the same facial expressions while carrying the cross as his foster father Saint Joseph carrying lumber to be hewn and and crafted and how she would have absolutely recognized it I can point out that Saint Joseph knew from the beginning that he wasn't going to be there for Christ's end. I can point out how in the Gospels, when it said when when the, when Saint Simeon is telling the Blessed Mother that a sword will pierce your heart, that it is the understanding of the doctors and the fathers as handed down by the apostles who would have been told by Mary herself. that Simeon said so much more than just a sword shall pierce your heart. That on that day when he was presented in the temple, she had everything opened up to her. What it would mean to be a sign of contradiction. I would remind them that she was there, obviously because she was his mother at his birth, that she was there all throughout his life, that she was there during the ministry and she was there at his crucifixion and she was there after his resurrection and she was there at Pentecost with the apostles when the Holy Ghost descended upon them. When they ask about the when I ask about the Pope, I can talk about how the Apostle Saint John deferred to the successor of Saint Peter for a particular judgment. And that if anybody was going to contradict the successor to Saint Peter, it would have been the last living apostle. And it's because Pope Francis, with all of his warts and boils, performed the consecration of Russia. And now we, the rest of the Catholic Church, have an obligation. Because the excuses are gone now. The excuse before was that they didn't, you know, they didn't consecrate Russia and so this, that, and the other, but that was only one of the requests 
And it was only, and, and it was a precursor. I will come to ask for the consecration of Russia. The time has come for the Holy Father to consecrate Russia. That was it. But month after month, the Blessed Mother said to the three children, after showing them hell, that they must do penance and make reparation. That they can do so with just a simple prayer, a tiny little prayer, such as Jesus, Mary, save souls. We love you. I'll be able to talk about all of these things because the Holy Father has done what he is supposed to do. And because he has finally done what he is supposed to do, anybody who is a Catholic of goodwill must understand that now that the Pope has done what he is supposed to do, now that the Holy Father has finally performed the consecration, and for those of you who are unaware, he even mentioned in the homily that he gave that it was a consecration of Russia and Ukraine. That that was the explicit intent of the consecration. That the addition of consecrating humanity in all the world, yes, that was a renewal of the previous things, but the special thing done today was the, well, that day was the consecration of Russia and Ukraine. By name. With explicit intent. And whether it's about political expediency or whatever his motivation is, I can direct you to the letters of St. Paul when he says that it doesn't matter what the motivation is, but that Christ is proclaimed. It doesn't matter what the Pope's motivation was. The consecration was done. He said the words. And whether he understood it to be some free Masonic blah, 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 or he understood it to be some Pacha Heifer blah, 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 or whatever, the fact is, is that he fulfilled the obligations. And it does not matter what his personal intention was. The fact is, is that what he did was he consecrated Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And so if this is actually going to bear fruits, because remember that the later prophecy came, said the Pope, the Holy Father will consecrate Russia, but it will be late. And it, for those who want to put the word to in front of that late, that is perfectly fine, because in the context of that statement, Russia will have spread her errors, was the very next sentence. Which is to say that the consecration would come after the deed was done. Which means that now the deed is done. And it's our turn as Catholic faithful to step up our game and actually fulfill the request that Our Lady made. Not once, not twice, but several times. Repeatedly. Again and again and again and again and again throughout history. But this one... To fight back, we are to consecrate ourselves to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. We are to attend at the first, to assist at the first Saturdays in reparation and receive communion in reparation for blasphemies against the Immaculate Heart.
the five first Saturdays. Each first Saturday to target particular blasphemies, the five major blasphemies made against the Immaculate Heart of Mary. We can ask our Protestant brethren, if Mary was so unimportant, why was she in all four Gospels? If Mary was so unimportant, why was she in the Acts of the Apostles? If Mary was so un unimportant, then why was she given as mother to the beloved disciple? And don't you think the two of them living together would have had an added effect on the way St. John the Apostle, St. John the Beloved, St. John the Divine preached from then until his death? Don't you think that actually living with the mother of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, don't you think that would have had a particular effect on his life. Do you think maybe that's why in his letters he talks so much about love? Now is that time. Now is the time for us to pick up the note. Because she didn't say for the priests to offer a holy communion to offer a communion of reparation she said for the faithful to attend mass on the first saturdays and receive a communion of reparation this does not mean that the mass actually has to be for that purpose this means that you the faithful must go in must go to confession must pray the rosary must spend 15 minutes in addition meditating on the mysteries, on at least one of the mysteries of the Holy Rosary, and must receive communion. The onus is now off of the hierarchy of the church. And it's now off of the hierarchy of the church in a way that all of the other bickering is now over. It should be over. Because the fact remains is that even if what Pope Francis did was invalid, well, what should we have been doing? Because we were so worried about the Holy Father finally consecrating Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Well, now it's been done. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Now it has been done. So what do we do now? Now it's our turn. Now it's our turn to do our part to spread the devotion. Now, could we get the help from the bishops? Could we get the help from the Holy Father by pronouncing, by proclaiming an official devotion to the first Saturdays to the Immaculate Heart of Mary? Could we actually do that? Or do we actually even need them to do that when we know we should be doing this anyway? Because all six months... All six times she came to visit, she's had one message. Penance. 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 One message. We have to do our part. It's time for us to tell the story. This isn't some new public revelation this is this is ostensibly a private revelation but this is a story that we can anchor it on this is the message that happened that day and this was the event witnessed by 70,000 men women and children this was the event that punctuates this that validates that yes in fact this was the message and it did happen. And we don't need our priests to teach this to the world. We need to teach this to the world ourselves. I don't know if you noticed, but I do actually kind of have a devotion to Our Lady of Fatima. I don't know if you noticed, but I do have a devotion to Our Lady under several of her titles. This is that important. The Holy Father has done his part. After 90-something years, he's finally done his part. Now it's our turn. Because the Blessed Mother, in the 1930s, was displeased. She was saddened. She was sorrowful. Why? Because nobody paid attention to her message, neither the good nor the bad. The good went on about their lives, assured that they were the good, and so they didn't have to worry about it. And the bad failed to see the punishment of God. 
And so they took it lightly. You know, in the subsequent apparitions, when you actually hear the full story, the Blessed Mother says, okay, this is what needs to happen. Now, our Lord appears to Sister Lucia and says, given the fact that the popes have decided to take the same path as the kings of France, they will face the same fate. Okay, cool. But the Blessed Mother didn't come back and harp about that. She didn't come back and say, oh, well, the popes. She came back and said the people. She came back and said that the faithful, the Catholics, aren't taking the message seriously. Catholics aren't developing the devotion. Catholics aren't doing this thing. She didn't say the Holy Father isn't doing this thing. She came back and said that we as lay faithful were failing. Do we not actually have a larger part to play in this? And I really hate to say this, but this is actually in line with the Second Vatican Council. And it predated the and it predated the council by 40 years. The Lord desires to establish a devotion in the world to my immaculate heart. Well, who establishes that devo devotion in the world? Whose domain is the world? Is it the church? Or does the church have, you know, more particular things to do? I mean, granted, they're, they've been failing at that, too. But do they not have a mission separate from establishing devotion in the world? Are not the missionaries, the priests, and, lay, and the lay faithful, the religious brothers and sisters, are not the ones who, who spread the devotion laity? Who spread the devotion? Who was the principal apostle of the holy face? Was he a priest? If you don't know this, I will tell you, he was not. He was a layman. Who have been the apostles of Our Lady? Have they been priests? Only in one case that I can tell, and that was St. Maximilian Kolbe. But for the most part, the rest of the time, it has always been the laity. It has always been the laity to establish the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. It has always been the laity to establish the devotion. Now, granted, the, the, one of the apostles of Our Lady was actually an apostle of Our Lord as well, St. Dominic, who had a devotion to Our Lady, who himself was a priest. The rosary was promulgated by the priesthood. That is true, without a doubt. However, it was popular devotion to Our Lady. It was popular devotion. It's popular devotion to these apparitions. They don't start with the priests. They're only blessed off by the bishops. The bishop says, yes, we have reason to believe that this was in fact supernatural. Yes, we have reason to believe that this was in fact that this was in fact something beyond the scope of nature. Yes, we have reason to believe and we know for a fact that nothing in this apparition, nothing in this private revelation is contradictory to anything in the magisterium of the church. But who promulgated Garabandal? Who promulgated Our Lady of America? Who promulgated 
Our Lady of La Salette. Who promulgated Our Lady of Buen Suceso de la Purificación? Who? Who were the apostles of these apparitions? Who were the apostles of, the, of, of these devotions? I will tell you that for the most part, in rare cases, in rare cases, they were priests. The bigger one, like the big, obviously the rosary being the big one, it was the priesthood. But we have a part to play in this too. And whether or not you want to recognize it, the fact is, is that you could almost say that the devotion of the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the devotion of the five first Saturdays and the five and the, and the nine first Fridays, those devotions, those were not priests. Those were not bishops. Those were the laity with those were the laity and the religious with the approval of their superiors, with the approval of the bishops, with the approval of Holy Mother Church. Who are the ones who are promulgated? Who, who was the one who managed to discover and spread the little way? Who was it? Was that not the little flower? Was that not St. Therese of Luzo? Was St. Therese of Luzo a priest, a bishop, a cardinal? The Pope? Of course not. And it's funny because her apostolate began after she died. And then she touched the hearts of the faithful. And she touched the hearts of the faithful, principally through the laity. Because it's the laity who bring the devotion to the table. It's the laity who live out the lives. It is for the hierarchy of the church to govern and lead the church. But it is not for them to establish every little stinking thing. They are, it is explicitly in their jobs as successors to the apostles, to hand down the faith as it has been handed to them. So where do you think these popular devotions come from? They don't come from the, the, the apostles. They don't come from the successors of the apostles. Why? Because that's not their job. Their job is to hand us the faith as it was handed to them. Their job is to preserve the faith as it was preserved for them to hand to us. And yes, they've been neglectful in their jobs. Okay, yeah, I got it. But you're not going to convince me that we as the Catholic laity have not been neglectful in ours. We've been absolutely neglectful. Because if we weren't neglectful, then by the time that, that Pope John Paul II consecrated Russia, I think it was in 1984, by the time he did that consecration, what should have happened? The five first Saturdays devotion should have exploded. Did it? Who carried it? Did it explode? I mean, people knew about it, sort of offhand, kind of, sort of, yeah, maybe. I know priests who have promoted it as much as they can.
But whose responsibility is, is it to really promote the five first Saturdays? Whose responsibility is it to promote reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary? Whose responsibility is it to promote the apparition of Our Lady in Fatima? Our Lady of the Rosary in Fatima. Because remember, her title is Our Lady of the Rosary for that apparition. So whose job is it to promulgate that? Whose job is it to proliferate that? Whose job is it to spread it? Could it be that it's the exact same people whose job it is to hand out miraculous medals? Because I can assure you that it's not the job of the bishops to hand out miraculous medals. Nobody expects the bishops to hand out miraculous medals. And yet, what is one of the things that circulates among the Catholic faithful, especially in, in, in the traditional circles? Take time out to hand out the miraculous medal. Take time out to spread out these sacramentals. Of course, we waited for the Pope to do the consecration, but now is the time for us to step up and do our part. Our part starts this Saturday, which I think is beautiful. Because our part starts this Saturday at the beginning of the cycle of Our Lady of Revelation. Where the other sun miracle, the one that was caught on television, the one that was actually filmed live before the world. So here we are. The question we have to ask ourselves is, are we now willing to do our part to fulfill all of the requests? Because in the end, her immaculate heart will triumph with or without us. But woe to us who don't do our part. You know the cycle. You know the story. You've done the research. You know the story. You love Our Lady. And yet you do nothing. And some of it's not your fault. We had the COVID lockdowns and all that other stuff. And there are obviously exceptions. I mean, I spent the last two years wanting nothing more than to be able to go to First Saturdays and couldn't. Because it was locked away from me. But the other hand of Providence changed my work schedule to a standard Monday to Friday. And so this Saturday, I'll be able to do what? I'll be able to celebrate the first Saturday. I will be able to participate in making reparation to the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I'm going to remind you about it. I hope, I'm, I hope I'm not silly about it and end up recording podcast after podcast after podcast on it. In fact, actually, I'm pretty sure I won't because I know for a fact the next topic I got to talk about is the war. Because there have been some developments, some things that we need to keep an eye out for. She didn't promise sunshine and lollipops right off the jump. And I can tell you that most definitely in the United States of America, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve peace. We have been the warmongers over the last half century par excellence. I 
our country has more to make reparation for than most. Because we funded. We funded evil last century. We promulgated war all of last century into the opening of this century. We have been harbingers of death and destruction and mayhem and chaos. And our country has been the epicenter for blasphemies against the Blessed Virgin Mary. We have much to atone for. I don't know about you, but I'm going to get started. This Saturday, first Saturday, communion, the communion of reparation, the Holy Rosary, and and 15 minutes of meditation. Obviously, you have to be in a state of grace, which means you will probably have to also go to confession. And in fact, to fulfill the obligation, you need to go to confession anyway. Suit up, Catholics. It's our turn to fight in the war. Our very fallible and warty and kind of decrepit general has finally sounded the trumpet. And it doesn't matter what he, who he is or how good of a Catholic he is. It doesn't matter. He has sounded the trumpet and it is our turn to charge. It is our turn to march. So I would recommend get online, order some miraculous medals. Get online, pull down some research on Our Lady of Fatima. See if you can find some booklets like at the Fatima Center where they have the little pamphlets and get you some pamphlets. Spread the word. Because the thing that's going to be most remarkable to most people, the thing that they're going to have to wrap their heads around first is the fact that October 13th, 1917, 100,000 people, plus or minus, 70,000 people, whatever. 50,000 people by low estimates. But 50,000 witnesses, 70,000 witnesses over a span of more than 30 miles saw the sun dance saw the sun charge at the earth in a ball of red, roiling, raging fire and had the hell literally scared right out of them. That happened. And you can talk about why. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. 
Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 